thank you to our three sponsors for supporting our podcast. John Russell's Art Caterers and Milltown Pies, who offer fantastic catering services. Alexander Grace Law, who provide modern and client-led legal services. And SBE Furnishings, who offer high-quality furnishings and electrical items at fantastic prices. Can I just throw a few things at you, Frank? Is that, if that's all right with everybody else? You'll have to have a good arm. Go on. Gulam Ali. Can you remember anything about Gulam Ali? Sub-pro that we had early 2000s? <laughs> Classic. Home game. First of all, first of all, what did you call him all day? Ali G. Oh, yeah. Ali G. <laughs> did I keep that? Uh, I must say, yeah, I did keep that day, yeah. Go on. Tell the story. Ali G all day, and then he, you know, I don't think he was particularly happy, but uh, and then I don't know. I have no idea we were playing. De- well, it must have been a decent day. It was quite sunny there, actually. Yeah, so he came in at half time and asked us, "Incredibly, uh, <laughs> bit naive in them days, I suppose, George. Don't get me wrong here, but he just said, uh, and he sat in the he sat in the corner and just said, uh, "Which way does the sun go down?" And I just said to him, "So you'll be all right here. Sun won't be in your eyes." But obviously, he wanted to uh, he wanted to do his uh, his daily prayers. So, oh, dear. Oh, Lord. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Right, another one. Do you remember sending Aggers off? Yeah, I was on a bit of thingy tonight. I always thought that was Aslin, but apparently, we think it's at Cone. So, yeah, it's Cone. Everyone yeah. said it's Cone. Yeah. So, I would have been keeping. Captain. You were captain of the seconds. Yeah, Aggers will have been at third man because he always feel that third man fine leg. You won't put him anywhere else. Every over, third man fine leg for me. But definitely uh, down at the tea room and then just effed Jeff over summit. So probably because I gave him a bollock in. Uh, so I just sent him off because he did it in front of an old woman and weren't happy about it. And it took me three attempts to tell him to get off anyway. Sent him off for a couple of overs. He weren't happy. We're happy at all, so we played with 10 men for a couple of hours. Till he apologised and then came back on. Sorry. Guys, have you ever sent any of your own teammates off? No, I don't think I were ever that strict, Joe, to be fair. Not as, not, a, not not in Frank's league, I'm afraid. Same here. Same here, you know, batters batting with lighters in the pockets and get so close to the edge, we let them carry on. Is it me tits off, Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> you, you use your weapons as you find them, Joe, and and Afrain Fang was a big weapon. Yeah, definitely <laughs> a big weapon. Mm. Yeah. Frank, do you remember going to Ireland to watch South Africa play? Yeah, Yarrow Yarrow was on the tour, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, he was playing for South Africa. Yeah, yeah. A few parts that morning. We got we got we flew over from Liverpool to Dublin. Yeah. And flew back the same day, which was a horrendous mistake because yeah. obviously we'd had quite a bit to drink. Remember Polly? Do you remember that Polly was captain? Polly, Polly, get yellow on! In your daft South head. African accent. Yeah. 
<laughs> put him on, didn't he? Won him game. <sighs> Why did you do that when you used to pretend to be a wicketkeeper from another country? Why did you do that? Because you used to do that. You used to pretend you were a wicketkeeper, didn't you? We just decided, uh, we just decided who you're going to be today. It was a, there yeah. was something on like who you're going to be like today, whatever. So, oh, today I'm going to be Ridley Jacobs. <laughs> <laughs> you just spend, just to just to spice it up. So you spend all day in character. So he'd do all his, Joy, do all his like encouraging of the bowlers as Ridley Jacobs in a, in a West Indian accent. <laughs> he would, regardless of who the opposition pro was. Do you remember that? Uh, do you remember that six aside? What was it? Uh, that floodlit thing at Cold, Joe? Yeah. 2020, 2020. <laughs> yeah, God. What time did we get away from there? I don't know, but it was a two in. It was a, for those who don't know. It was a it was a four innings game. You'd back twice, two lots of twenty overs. Yeah. And it oh. finished at like half eleven at night on in floodlights, yeah. freezing cold and cold. I can remember watching it. It finished it. That was the latest I'd ever stayed up. <laughs> like midnight. Madness. I, uh, I reverse swept uh, Cameron Cuffey, first knacker. He went absolutely. <laughs> What about um, Stanny asked us to mention your second team hundred in the cup? What do you remember about that? Stan being absolutely boring. Stan and Payne being ready to go, keen as mustard, really apt up for the game. So it was uh, semi final. Who it were we playing? Semi-final. We were playing Corn away. Corn uh, first team were out playing off at first team. Stan and Payne open battered thirty overs for nothing. Absolutely. Watching pain dry. So I've no idea why Stan played in seconds that year. Uh, presumably another injury again. It's the only thing I can think of. But yeah, we had to get on with it. I batted with Iggy quite a bit there. I must Iggy, Iggy batted, well, Iggy just, Iggy dibble ones. And I just, just went a bit eight, really. Got a 15 decent time. Then the second 50 just teed off and the bowling, the lads on the bowling green had to stop. They just had to take cover and we just, I think second 50, 14 balls or something like that. So, but yeah. Wow. Decent attack that day. Did, uh, there were a lot there that day. A lot from Lower House there. I remember Ted Whitlock, Balcony. Mm. He was absolutely smashed that day. Ted loved it that day. You must have been first team captain that year, Gary. Well, that would be why I stand we're in twos then. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in fact, you were first team captain, weren't you? Because we, yeah. uh, we had the selection thing, didn't we, then? A couple of weeks yeah. later. Which is eventually yeah. why why I think Cappy gave up with Lower House. Yeah. yeah but it's what it is. What happened there? Well, we, in them days, it, it's, it's a bit similar to now. So you obviously couldn't play in the Junior Cup final if you'd played too many first team games qualifying in the qualifying mm-hmm. period. So if me and Cappy played in the first team one week, maybe we then won't be eligible for the, for the final. final. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I were in that selection committee. I think I was vice captain that year, too. So Keith must have been captain. Not sure who Gary's were. Harry just said no. First team, first team's what? What we are? You play and pick him the best side. Fair enough. That's what it is. Gappy disagreed with it. I think end of that season he drifted off and, and didn't come back. I just took it. Captain cheating. Club decision, isn't it? So might not have been happy at the time, but uh, you live with it. So I think it made a difference in final. What's all them lot pigging around or frigging there for 50 overs? Stan again. Bloody Phil back, Phil and Chris Scott, none of them could get ball off square. Christ almighty. Painful to watch. 
But that was 1994, was it? There's a picture up here. There's a picture up here. Yeah, the picture's up there. There'll be a picture there. Yeah, there is. 94, that. Yeah. Who's it, who's it side, Joe? Who's in the side for the final? So, Roger Bromley's the team manager. Yeah. Uh, Stan Shez. Terry Small. Neil McSweeney. Ian Gade. Yeah. Pete Gaynor. Uh, Graham Young was 12th man. I remember Keith did pick him. Keith always tells that story. Chris Scott, Rusty, Iggy, Phil Astin, and uh, Ted Whittle. So that's a, I mean, looks a pretty good team to me. That's not a bad side. It's a very good second team. And who did you know, lose to? Elsewhere. Uh, yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. Did it rain? Yeah, halfway through, yeah, it absolutely yeah. dinged it down. Oh, really? Yeah, it looks like it was a really nice day on that picture. But yeah. it was at the time. Probably yeah, weren't raining then. One toss battered, and then it absolutely dinged it down. Ask your uncle Ian about it. it I, I have frequently, but he always reverts back to another game where he bowled Ramsbottom out or something in another yeah. final. It just, yeah, tells, it, it just tells me about that one. Um, you, you, I remember you also getting 100 at Bay Cup in the seconds, and it, did, did it get rained off at half-time? 158. 158, 158. We got, we got that 3:30. 40. You must have been a, must have been a 46 over game. 46, six ball overs. I think then. Johnny Russell. I mean, I always thought he got 50, but I, I, somebody said this in the scorebook. He, he did get like late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, and then went in for tea, had a quick shower, went in for tea, sat up thing, and that old. Remember the old? Oh, I think it's probably still there. The tea up. Up at the top end of the ground with yeah. the tin roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Heard this pit, pat, pit, pat, pit, pat. Next thing, Evans ball came abandoned. And you never replayed it, the seconds, and they didn't even give you the runs. <laughs> the, the 158 <laughs> got expelled anyway. Bonkers. <laughs> Happy days. Uh, Frank, I've got another game here in the 1997 Second Eleven Cup where you scored another 100. Accrington? Yeah. Chas got 70-odd, but you got 107. They had... Uh, so, Duncan Warburton was, was bowling. <laughs> uh, Wayne Roberts, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Wayne Roberts. Christian, I think. Yeah. And a, and, a, and a few others from there. So, I mean... I mean, I know I know that you were very good. But you must have scored an, an, a mass of runs in the second team. You must have scored... Lots of second team. I don't, think I, I don't think I played a lot of games, Joe. I think, I think when right. you look through, when you look through, I probably played. I, I don't think I ever played a full season for, for for many years. I probably end up playing. Might have played twenty games a year, something like that. Okay. Because either, or watching football, watching Burnley at the start, or playing futsal. And at the end, if we probably weren't in free trophies, my concentration might have wavered. Don't know. Probably, fi- I probably, I probably finished more seasons off, but I might not have played a lot of, uh, you know, early doors and okay. a lot of seasons. So, didn't play many full, se- full seasons. So, I mean, you, you've sort of said about how you, sort of later on in your career, and you were a really important part of kind of an older group of players with you, Matt Marquis, Paul Stanley, who brought on a lot of the younger cricketers that are now playing in the first team. You know, Hawkey and Paddy. And, and others how was how did you role sort of change then we were looking 2003 2002-03 when Sands Revolution was really coming in 2003 I think I played a decent amount of first team cricket but I think more 2004 I became 
second eleven captain. Uh, so the 2004 and five, I was second eleven captain. Yeah, we had Hawkey, Paddy, Paddy, little Paddy was only little then. Didn't have it, didn't, didn't have the temper that he has now. I just enjoy it. I bought into everything that Stan wanted to do. You know, Stan wanted to create this, so we had youngsters, we had experienced cricketers teaching younger cricketers the finer art of cricket in terms of wanting to win, but you know, probably not win at all costs, uh, but but more so just just to learn the game. Yeah, we gavel around there, Matt Marquis, Paul Stanley came a little bit later back to do stuff. It was just a balance, really, of trying to, I wouldn't say weed out, or, but uh, Nigel came, I think, I'm not, I'm not sure what year Nigel came, but I do remember in the Worsley Cup year 2004 being captain at twos and doing a lot of work with Nigel around younger cricketers in terms of Nigel, Nigel liked to do a lot of uh, fitness, you know, running between wickets, ones, twos, threes, fours, fielding practice, um, introducing people to drills. Um, I bought into all that because that was what Stan and David wanted to do. That was the route that they really wanted to go down. Um, I thought Nigel was terrific. Um, it wasn't everybody's cup of tea. Probably more difficult for older end cricketers who'd just been used to going about the way they practiced, how they wanted to practice, not, not properly structured. Um, and different different ways of practicing. Whereas the younger ones, you know, your Paddy's, your Joe Hawks, people like that. Nigel was influential in bringing people like like Joe Hawke to the club because they knew Nigel's reputation. They knew what a good coach he was. They knew what we were trying to do. And Nigel would work one to one with you know with those you know with Paddy with with Joe Hawke and stuff like that. And and I was quite willing to buy into all that because we were looking at that you know that ten year plan at that stage. But yeah, yeah, they were really good times. It was, it was a good mix of, uh, of youngsters. Yeah, and you, you, you couldn't do without the likes of Matt Marcus at that stage. Matt Marcus was a, was was a terrific second team cricketer. Just sadly, probably he, he was probably not underrated, uh, but probably he was probably unlucky. He didn't get more up first eleven opportunities. You know what I mean? But just just the time, I suppose. Yeah, we we, we mentioned that. Um... Previously, we might, you know, circumstances and, but again, you know, a, a proper law officer through and through. Yeah. yeah, it's outstanding. What other stories have you got, Frank, about about maybe about other people or, um, you know, things that you want to, you know, everyone seems to be have stories about you. You know, maybe a couple of records straight. We'll put a couple of records straight. I don't think stands the uh, stands the uh, the worst runner between the wickets. I never had a problem with him. Although saying that. Or eating sixes and fours, didn't have to do much running. And Tony Woolworth, complete cock and bull lies about the 6 0 Hereford. He didn't get many tickets, he had a season ticket. He were crap. Who <laughs> <laughs> so were you on that game? Yeah, I was on, yeah, cricket field start, shouting abuse at him. <laughs> Did you know him? Not really, no. <laughs> So it's just it's just a tail he's made up. <laughs> well, I, tell you, I, I, I tend to believe him. He's you know he's an officer of the law, and it was. We we, we once saw you um, at Luton. We we gone down to state. Me, Matt, or Matt Stanley, a few others. We gone down to stay with Johnny Russell at, at university, 
and Burnley were playing Luton and they were a bit of aggro after the game and Frank was not with us on the trip to, to go down and see Johnny but we bumped into Frank he had his old right over his head and his top zipped up so you could only see his eyes <laughs> and he were at the back of a big crowd you were a loose cannon then Frank a loose cannon yeah front page of, front page of, uh, Evening Telegraph what happened then Daily Mail we're on oh okay yeah Scarborough away oh was that, was that it Scarborough, Scarborough came into the league and they played they had, I don't know who helped, who helped fixtures that year they played Wolves first game Bolton up second home game and Burnley third home game. Wolves, Wolves rioted. Bolton block fell through roof. Got about 10,000 Bolton and Burnley fans had to do at Old Bill. Smoke bombs everywhere. <laughs> and I had to go and buy. I had to go to Renner's. Renner's had a shop on Coca Flame there. That bombs had afterwards. And I went in. I used to pick papers up for me dad. Sunday morning, went to pick his paper up. Fucking hell. Daily Mail's, back at Daily Mail's, only a full page, and it rioted at Scarborough, something like that it said, and I were on front page with, right in the middle, like full page, back in my Daily Mail. I had to buy every Daily Mail <laughs> shop, and then tell a cock and bull story to me dad and said, oh, they're not printed today, there's some strike. Some strat by one at Unions. I've got you Sunday sport. <laughs> I got him. I had to get him. I don't know. I got him mirror some like that, but crashed all night. Uh, went back at house burning them all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were the games against Burnley like, Frank? Of your career? Of your career? Uh, well, I think I have a good record. Sixty point eight six win ratio against Burnley. Joe, I love you now. Superb. Maybe a, a drier point, but um, I noticed on, um, cause I, again, sort of moved away, sort of, but I, I remember you getting um, like a recognition for a Volunteer of the Year award. So talk, talk us through that. That was a bit, uh, I've, I've absolutely, to this day, I've absolutely no idea who put me up for that. Um, I can only assume probably someone like Stan or Renners. Probably Stan was quite involved with the local sports thing. 2015, that were. Uh, Suddenly got an invite to sports awards at Burnley. Thought, oh, okay. Bit of a free nosh, couple of free pints, job done. And then quite astounded that I'd actually end up winning it. So, like, so that was Community Sports Award, Burnley Community Sports Award. And then unbeknown to myself, you then ended up having to go to, to like, the, the Lancashire one. And we ended up going, me and Michelle got went to Guildhall, and all the Burnley winners of the different groups were all entered in. I believe it. Ended up winning that, so but yeah, yeah, very enjoyable, yeah, fantastic, yeah, nice. Just to you know, I think if you're volunteering, you're not looking, listen, if, if you're looking for someone to pat your back or say, Oh, well done, whatever, then that, for me, volunteering is not for you because you don't get that out of it. But if you get a sense of, um, of being part of something, uh, and if contributing, then 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 certainly volunteering. I found it difficult finishing in. 2007, I think I finished playing cricket. I, I found it extremely difficult for the first couple of three years because you're not in that dressing room. You've not got the crack. You, 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 you're outside of that camaraderie and such forth. You used to practice, right? Maybe not the most intense practice, but you were practicing Tuesday, Thursday, playing Saturday, Sunday. It's a lot of time, you know, uh, Joe, Joe, uh, continue playing as long as you can. 
uh, that, that would be mine, even if it's just, you know, some kind of social cricket. Um, I tried a bit on the gate, doing a bit on there, such forth. But, you know, nothing beats the dressing room. But, but if anybody's volunteering and, and, and they want to pat up back, then it, it's not the place because <laughs> Jez doesn't do, you know, Jez doing the hundred club and stuff like that's fabulous. But Jez doesn't do it for that. Jez does it for Laura House. He doesn't, you know, he'd be grateful if I said, well done, Jez, and, you know, and every opportunity, and I think of it. But he's not doing it for pats on back, and he's not doing it for recognition. He doesn't want his name up in light. He just wants to do something for the club, be part of something and contribute, you know. It was just, it was just really nice. Yeah, no, no, it's good to see that, especially, you know, obviously Stan's been recognised in a different way. And, and like she said, it's good to see that uh, people are putting all that. I think will be giving me one of them. Yeah, people, well, they do, they do do a lot of vetting and background checking, I think, uh, Frank, so we don't want any exposés. So, uh, I, I think you're on safe ground there, mate. I wouldn't be looking for any, any letters just before Christmas uh, on that front. But uh, no, no, it's good to see uh, people uh, sort of long associated with club and, and putting uh, putting the amount of effort that they do in uh, getting sort of that, that sort of reward out or recognition outside of it. So one of the other sort of things that you sort of picked up on in uh, in recent times, but possibly like you say, you have a bit more time on your hands and uh, a bit more disposable income is uh, you sort of travel the world watching a lot of cricket now. Have you uh, have you got some? You must have some tales spending time with in different countries and Barmy Army and watching Test match with um, sort of ninety degrees and uh, full of beer. Yeah, there's uh, there's some there's some cracking tales. I mean, I first went to South Africa in two thousand and one uh, when the the year that Yarra ended, and I remember yeah. watching the uh, Standard Bank one day final at uh, at Kingsmead Durban and. Um, Yarrow were playing that game, Jack Rudolph, John Kent, uh, Pierre Joubert obviously then went on to play for Burnley, Justin Kent, Pollard, Ntine, uh, gave just sat there for 100 overs and I just abused Benkinstein. <laughs> he was obviously Burnley's pro, spent seven hours and completely abused Benkinstein for seven hours. <laughs> Very enjoyable. But uh, weren't expecting that. He couldn't believe it. He could absolutely not believe it. Yarrow were just, Yarrow and Jubert and that were just laughing the Reds off. They were obviously playing for Titans. Benkingstein was playing for Natal then. Uh, he just couldn't believe it. <laughs> not sure John Kent, he was going to be our pro year after was that impressed, but uh, at least I got to meet him then. Uh, but yeah, it's the, cricket, the cricket's quite good actually because it's, if you think about cricket as it is, it's all in interesting places. So we went we went to South Africa in 2015. Um, went and watched the, the test in Durban again. They were uh, they were they call a, they, call, they ended up calling us the Durban Five. So there's five of us. There's uh, me, Michelle. There's a lad called Ian Port from Ipswich. Uh, Wilkie and uh, Rob are both from Preston. We ended up. Um, in Castle Corner at Durban. So that's Boxing Day 2015. Uh, they shut the bar down, shut the end down, called the police that day. Uh, not because of us, but a lot of the South Africans got a bit out of hand anyway. The next day, the newspaper blamed uh, an infiltration of Barmy Army fans. Uh, but, but you're right, drinking one pint pints uh, in 90 degrees is... Uh, it's far more favourable than sitting at Old Trafford in a cold wind and paying 
50, 60 quid for the privilege. <laughs> yeah. So where, where, where have you not been that you fancy going? Uh, Pakistan. Well, they, they're going back there soon, aren't they? Two T20s. Yeah, so I might be able to get each two one day, two T20s. So uh, Pakistan is uh, on the cards, uh, potentially. I'll, I'll, I'll alert the ambassador. <laughs> um, India again I'd like to go to India and watch more cricket uh, we went in 2016 um, but I'd like to see a lot more of India it's a really big place we saw a lot but there's a lot more to see there um, it's unlikely they'll go back to Zimbabwe I think but that's another potential Holland in May this year um, whether that's behind closed doors or not um, Amsterdam will be pretty good for three uh, one-day internationals, but I think they will probably be still behind closed doors at that stage, so that's probably going to be a no-no. Um, and then next year, you're going to go to Ashes, because um, we haven't been away this year. Um, we've just been able to concentrate, really, and say that's what we'll do. So um, I've wangled six weeks off work, um, and mm. the plan is to do... Brisbane, Adelaide, um, and Melbourne Tess. So, sounds good. Um, sounds good. But Pakistan is more an aim than uh, for me. Um, just culture-wise, really, quite like quite like going to these places. Like the um, like the countries. Loved India. Loved Dubai and places like that. Um, can't do enough for you, to be fair. So. Sri Lanka, we'll have to go back to Sri Lanka again. That was a fabulous trip. 3 uh, 0. You don't, you don't see him win away much, generally speaking. Um, but, you know, November is really the rainy season. Any other lively tales around um, Law House or uh, your, your sporting career or your travels that uh, you, you think we should know about? There have been a, a couple of entertaining futsal trips. One where where what did so what involved that? We went to Australia one year, so we played in the um, the Australian National Championship. So that is uh, that was in Canberra. So we paid it. We we paid us all or got sponsorship to sort of flights out. They paid for all the accommodation, everything after that. So it's a win-win situation. So no Steve Catlow, Catsy, do you? Yeah. So Catsy went. Cass Mason. Uh, Neil Thompson, Steve, yeah, Steve Dorney went, um, Jeff Payton. So there was probably about a dozen of us. You know, Gimmer, Steve Long. Yeah. Yes, Gimmer was backpacking then. We were short a number, so Gimmer come and played for us. Um, we ended up getting to the semi-final, played at New South Wales, and we had to play we had to play a final. We were dead on his feet because we only had, I think we only had six fit men for the final. They had, they had a 12-man full, fully fit squad. So we could use every uh, every trick in the book to try and not run the clock down. So we, we, we talked them into allowing them to run the clock down. So normally if the ball went out to play, it would stop. So if you're playing 30 minutes, the game probably lasts like an hour and a half normally. But we talked them into allowing us to run the clock down. So every time the ball went out to play, all we would do is belting the ball as far up into the stand as possible. Cass had a knife, so we cutting the nets and doing all sorts of it. We only played about eight minutes. <laughs> end up winning 1-0 so we 
they come third in the whole tournament. So we end up with big, nice, shiny uh, FIFA bronze medals. Cassie play, Frank. Steve Catlow play. Yeah, brilliant play. Yeah, yeah. Cassie used to play at centre and back at Diamond. Really, really good futsal player. Terrific player. Uh, good eleven aside footballer with Catlow, Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we went to um, we went to Cadiz one year, and we used to play. Uh, so at Colm, we used to play in leagues, and then we used to play a cup. So the league winners would get to go to whatever trip was coming up. They'd generally get an invite to a tournament and the cup winners used to do as well. Some young lads won it one year and they needed a couple of backup players. So he's truly put his hand up. Free trip to Cadiz, that'll do me. I'll have some of that. Uh, do you know... Um, so anyway, first game he says, he, he worked he so well uh, on trip over. So he says, oh, Frank, you play first game. Anyway, it's live on TV, in local TV in Cadiz, on Spanish Channel. It's, uh, it's 15,000 in stadium. Spanish going absolutely mental. Owens rockets all lot. 30 seconds into the game. One of the lads in front of me, ducks, ball, futsal. It's a dead weight ball. Bang, straight in the middle of the face, completely knocked out. Game gets stopped, live on TV. Ambulance into the stadium. Carting on ambulance, off to hospital. Jez, oh, real do, I'm on. They get beat. I think they got beat like four or five on the end of it. I get rushed to hospital. Next day, they bring mayor. The mayor of Cadiz comes to make sure I'm all right because he's been guest at match day before. <laughs> so, Jeff Payton, being Jeff, says, this is your tradition in England. Gives him a can of beer and says, you must drink it with, with the man. So he's feeling better. So I'm sat in this hospital bed after drink a can of beer with bloody Mary Cadiz. And then uh, made up, don't it, this story? It's a brilliant story. It sounds like you're just making random stuff up on top of your head. And then and then the last day I was supposed to So we were I think we were there for six days. So the last night I'm supposed to be taking all these pills for like whatever and it was so I just dangled a load of these pills. We go out and have a load of beer. He tried to wake me up next day for coach from Cadiz to Gibraltar uh, and they couldn't wake me up so they just left me there. So left me asleep in Bath in Cadiz. So I woke up at me, oh, four or five hours later after we get on chicken bus out to bloody Gibraltar. Good good days. Jesus. Is, that, is that why your nose looks like it does? That that Yeah, yeah, it's had some it's had, well. <laughs> Tell that I'm not really good at fainting, Joe. Get out of <laughs> well travelled. I can tell you that. Well travelled bonds. A well travelled nose, yeah. We had a little bit, Frank, yeah. didn't we? And your uh, and your nose got uh, got removed a little bit to one side. What's that? We had a trip abroad somewhere. I don't know whose trip it was, and you had a little issue. Who's who's was it? Would it have been Matt Stagdo? Uh, yeah. That's that's when you cut your head on the on the curb. With that Wolves fan. Yeah, Dean yeah, Dean from Wolverhampton. Mm. Dean from Wolverhampton. Dean, because he kept saying he kept saying I'm Dean from Wolverhampton as though we should know who we were. He <laughs> took a punch, rank. <laughs> Did he? Oh god. Do you remember? Do you remember? Because I'd gone on holiday with Michelle 
and the kids. Yeah. And and then they flew back and I come and met you lot. Right. Jesus. So I think we'd um We've got through uh, a couple of hours worth uh, and a bit more there of uh, material and uh, and good old stories, Frank. And I think coming through the ranks, interesting hearing uh, hearing all the stories and characters, games and, and thoughts and memories and stuff. And then obviously all your time off the field in, involved in organising and uh, and helping take the club forward and that. Anything else you'd like to add, Frank, uh, to finish up? No, I just, to be fair, I'd just like to thank you all. To, you, you, you won't... Um... You prob- I hope you do realise how, how, how good they are, the podcasts. Uh, I spent all summer walking to work and walking home from work. Uh, quite enjoyable, to be fair, in the sunshine. But I just used to just to walk along the uh, the canal uh, through Bryfield. Just I'd be cackling every morning. You know, half past six in the morning, absolutely cackling to the early podcasts. They were fabulous. It's a fabulous piece of work. But yeah, you... And I know it's difficult, I know it's time-consuming for you, but, uh, yeah, you, you should be very proud of what you're doing. Well, they are a bit of a, a bit like the Oxford vaccine, Frank, you know, 90% effective for dealing with COVID at the moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And it, it is, Frank, I mean, we've, once we've done, we've had some great fun and some great conversations, right? And, you know, we all appreciate your kind words. Um, I'd like to carry on, and we've got a few ideas and maybe when lockdown's done and maybe have one at the club where people can ask, actually ask questions uh, yeah. and record it that sort of way. But no, I, we appreciate that, Frank. No, thank you. Good. Well, uh, thanks for uh, giving up your time and coming on, Frank. Been, uh, it's been great and uh, a long awaited guest on this, on this forum. So um, all the best to, uh, to you, Frank and, uh, and Michelle and, uh, and the crew. Hope, hope you winter well and uh, we'll catch up shortly. Good. Thanks very much. Yeah, thanks, Frank. Thanks, Frank. Gordon! Gordon! Send more house to save the house!